0: hey loves welcome back to strip down super excited for today I have an incredible call-in from this mama that I connected with on social media and I aligned with with probably about like six months ago or so and I just loved everything she was doing and sharing and I was like oh my god you have to come on my show and real mom life our schedules just been crazy and it just did not work out <laughs> our timing like months in a row and then trying to get together in person so we're like all right no We're going to do a call-in, and we're going to make this happen in 2020. I am so honored to have her. This is Desiree of The Perfect Mom or The Perfect Mom blog. I'm sure many of you mamas know and love her. She's a mom of triplets. She's always keeping it real. Desiree, welcome to my show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited and so honored to be here and to share. And it certainly has been a long time coming. So I'm so glad we finally made it happen.
0: (laughs) Right, like real mom life. We have been struggling, like big struggle town, for
1: months trying to figure out how to literally
0: 2020. We're making it happen,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we did. We're here. (laughs) We're here. I'm excited. Don't
0: know, you know, about you or your blog, The Perfect Mom. Tell us a little bit about, you know, Desiree Fortin and who you are and, you know, how you, you know, kind of fell obviously into this world of everything you're doing, but obviously being a mom of triplets and, you know, who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so I, yes, I have triplets. They are, they're almost five years old. I can't even believe it. I don't even know where the time goes. So and it's been such a journey. It's like, it is nuts. Like, I just, I'm like, what, how are we here? How are we here? But we are here. And, um, <laughs> I feel like every season comes with its challenges. You know, my, my husband and I struggled with infertility and um, and we ended up doing in vitro and that's how we got our triplets. We have, we ended up putting back two embryos and they both took and one of those embryos split, um, which was like a 5% chance. So we literally hit the jackpot (laughs) with these babies. So we have two boys and a girl and our boys are identical and um, it has been a wild ride. I, Um, I had a great pregnancy and uh, my delivery, I had some complications that was a little bit more difficult, Um, but overall, I mean, they're alive and I'm alive and I couldn't be more thankful and one of the things that I faced after they were born that I was not prepared for was um, postpartum depression and um, anxiety and it was just really, really hard and kind of threw me into this season and this place that I just... I just was not prepared for it. I felt like no one talked about it. I didn't know like I didn't know what I was feeling and I would just it was a really a lot to process and um over time I just started writing about it and started sharing more about it because I felt like I can't be the only person out there, the only mom out there who feels these things. There has to be someone else and um, and it's amazing, like just when you are vulnerable and you share something like that, just how many people come beside you and say, I completely understand. And I've been there. And so, um, so my journey has come with so much just like sharing the raw side of motherhood and, and what comes with that. And I, um, a couple of years ago had rebranded to the perfect mom because I feel like we need to remember that we are the perfect mom for our kids. There's no like perfect, we're perfectly imperfect. And with the, in our kids' eyes, we're exactly what they want, exactly what they need. And we need to remember that as moms. And so um, that's kind of what I stand by um, just on my page on my platform and who I am. And um, yeah, I love, I love sharing and I love connecting. I think that more than anything, moms need to know that they're not alone because this, this is such a crazy journey with so many ups and downs and all kinds of emotions. And so, yeah, so it's exciting.
0: No. And I love that. And I, you know, I have to tell you, like, you know, I told this to you, you know, online when we first connected, but you know, I really found a safe place with you when it came to my own postpartum depression, because, you know, I also didn't expect to have that with Amelia and I had you know, no idea what it really was until I was in it and I was deep in it and it was just like, okay, yeah. I'm signing off social. I can't handle this like black hole of like everything perfect, everything this, everything that. And then I finally found, you know, some gems along the way when I came mm-hmm. back on, like you who were like, no, this is not pretty mm-hmm. and it's really hard mm-hmm. and it's really raw. And you do feel not alone. And it is true in motherhood. Yeah. Whatever you go through, whatever season you're in, you do feel alone in so much of it. And it's like so nice to be reminded, like you're not alone. And like, this is mm-hmm. a normal feeling and this is, you know, a part of this. And, you know, and it's like, and it's more of that community and sharing versus just being like that quote unquote, you know, perfect Pinterest mom. It's like, don't get me wrong. I love yes, these, yeah. like beautiful photos. But for me, it was like putting me in this like depressive spiral, like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I even get out of bed? Why can't I get myself rest? Why am I crying all the time? Like, what is your problem, Allie? You know? And so it's like, I love that for you, like you really share that like messiness and you know, that vulnerability Mm. and all of that, that like we all really need. And you know, it's like crazy how for you, like, especially with triplets, cause you know, I only have Amelia, you know, and then of course my baby girl on the way. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can't yeah. even imagine having to take care of three little ones and be going through postpartum depression. Like h- how did you handle that exactly?
1: Oh man, it was really, really hard. The beginning was especially difficult because, you know, at the time my husband and I actually moved in with my parents two months before the babies came because our two-bedroom beach condo was not going to work out for this, <laughs> and um, and so we moved in with them. And it, it's actually, I mean, it was it was a it, a hard transition, um, just moving back in with our parents. But I know it was the support that we really needed. And. Um, just being around them like my sisters I mean my sisters don't live there too but my sisters and my parents just like something's off like having them just hug me to like I think you need to probably get some help like and I I've never struggled with depression or anxiety before so it was really hard for me to identify uh, maybe what I was feeling and what to do with those feelings and things like that and um, I had I let's see the triplets were in the NICU for about two weeks and so when they were I it was soon after they got home that I just was like, I mean, I was so tired all the time. The kids, all three of them had GERD, which is like um, severe reflux. And it was yeah awful. Oh and well, that I, just, I just like
0: didn't help. If it's alone, you're tired. Holy crap.
1: Oh, it was just really defeating. And I feel like once I finally, um, I was about three months postpartum and I finally went to my doctor and she was just like, you know, you need to put breastfeeding and that having that permission felt like great to me because I felt like well first of all I didn't enjoy it so like it was not something I was enjoying I didn't feel like I was ex- experiencing this bond that I was exposed to experience and um and I just felt like society had this thing of you have to breastfeed that you're getting all this milk and I struggled because so when the triplets were born, I hemorrhaged and my doctor told me because of that, I likely wouldn't be able to breastfeed. And so I was like, that's fine. I don't really have high expectations anyways. But then all this milk came in and it was just crazy and so shocking that I just suddenly was like, well, I have to breastfeed. I have this miracle of milk coming in. I've got to feed my babies this milk. And it just was a constant, like if I I was constantly attached to a pump or constantly nursing. And it just was it just was a lot. And I think there were so many things that with the pure exhaustion and just trying to understand like my feelings. And I think, um, you know, going through infertility, I had this idea in my head of what it was going to be like, and it just wasn't, you know. And um, when I got help, um, I did go on medication and we started making more proactive decisions just in our home. We started asking friends for help to come help us during the nights with the kids, because that was our biggest struggle. These babies needed to have, uh, special type feedings because of, their and, um, they had to be held individually up 30 minutes after every feeding. I mean, I just was like, how do you even sleep? You just don't, you know? And so we wow. had angels like come yeah. into our lives wow. and help us. And, um, and it was really, you know, I felt like it, it's hard sometimes to say, I need help. It's hard to say like, I need someone to come into my home and help me with my three babies. Cause I can't do this. And when I finally did though, it was just such a, um, oh, like relieving, you know, like, I just was like, this is, I'm so thankful, because I knew I needed it, you know, and so it kind of came to a point where we started making decisions that were um, that were beneficial for me and my mental health that I knew I needed, you know, and I mean, even um, when the kids were about six months old, we ended up hiring like a mommy helper to be with me during the days, because I was still struggling with my postpartum depression, and I just like, I just couldn't do it by myself you know and so um, and and they didn't didn't. feel that
0: way you know it's like and you have yeah triplets you know I mean it's like Mm. and good I love that you said and thank you for sharing you said that you got help and you asked for help not just help for you and your you know mental state but then help also to help Mm. you in your home because I think that's something that so many of us you know moms struggle with like even myself where I had to accept like it's okay to want to have mm-hmm. help actually like more than okay and healthy mm-hmm. to have someone there to help you just to be able to get through
1: the regular everyday mm-hmm. little things that are going on. Exactly. Well, and I just like felt like, you know, cause we were really tight financially and I just was like, I don't know how we're going to make this work, but it just doesn't matter because we have to do something. I cannot I, I I have so much anxiety about being home alone with them that I can't, I don't want to be alone. I can't be alone with them. It's true. I was having panic attacks. The times that I was alone with them, I was having panic attacks with them with just me and them. So I just felt like I can't even be like my mom. I want to be to them because I'm over here having a panic attack with my kids. Like I can't, this is not how I, I, it can be. And so I knew I had to reach out and find someone who was willing to come to our house and be my mommy helper. And it was, it was great, it was a good season, and those type of things, like, have also, like, just really helped me as a mom, like, those struggles, like, just in my journey of saying, like, I need help with this, I can't do this by myself, can you come take my kid for an overnight, grandma, because I just need a break, you know what I mean, like, just, you, Mm -hmm. it's hard to those things, but we have to, you know, right, oh, it's so true, and we all have, you know, that guilt, oh, you know,
0: financially like doesn't really make sense oh this is happening oh that's happening but it's like life is always going to be happening and you're right like I love that you said for your mental health it didn't matter Every, like that trumped everything like everything else it was like nope mm-hmm. I have to make sure like I'm okay so I can be a good mom with yeah. babies and like be able to handle myself so I need help and you know and I think that that's really good of you to say you know out loud for other moms to hear because I think there's so many of us who do struggle with that? It's like, oh, I don't feel like yeah. I have to spend on it, and oh, you know, it's something that's really not, you know, something I feel like good about doing, and I feel shameful and I feel guilty because I've gone through the same thing. I've had so many times where I'm like, really, I'm like interviewing nannies, like, but we really in that place, and you know, and it's like, but I'm like, I need help, and I, I know I have, you know, my next baby girl on the way, and you know, in May, and I'm like, yeah, I'm already mm-hmm. you know, crazed with Amelia, and I'm like, I need to be smart for myself, especially being that I went through postpartum depression and be like, okay, how am I going to make this easier for myself for round two and not let myself absolutely hit, you
1: know? Yeah. And that's the thing too, is that like you, just from going through it, you know that like you're, you're making conscious decisions now to help prepare you then if you end up falling back into that place. So that way it's like, Um, you know, I, that postpartum depression is such a hard thing to experience. And I think a lot of moms, when they get pregnant for the second, third, however many times, and they've already experienced postpartum depression, I think there is a concern or fear that you will experience it again. But if you just take what you learned from your first experience and think about how you want to do things differently the second time around to help prevent you from getting there, or if you do get there, what can you do to help you? You know what I mean? That That is such a huge, like, just having that plan because I'm not sure if you felt this too, but, like, I just felt like, I just felt like I was hit by a train. Like, I had no idea who to talk to, what to say. I was so embarrassed by how I was feeling, all these things, and it's just, that's just not right. We shouldn't feel that as moms, you know, especially when, like, we have these new babies at home with us. We need the support to be able to um, to just get through that those seasons, you know?
0: Yeah, no. And I I love it. You said that because it's true. Like I went through the same thing. It was like, you know, for me, I didn't really, I don't think settle in for me or really hit me until about like, Two and a half, three months in, because like I think I had like baby blues like earlier on, and then it became you know a lot more intense, and it came into you know postpartum depression. But for me, it was like in the beginning, you know, I had a pretty traumatic birth. You know, I had a C, you know a C-section after four mm. hours of labor, and you know my milk didn't drop for ten days because you know my placenta obviously was taken out instead of passing. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, all that, you know all that fun stuff, and so you know, so it was like the whole situation. The same with me. I wanted to breastfeed, so it was like. You know, a whole thing with that thing, you know, and it was just like for me, I felt like every box I wanted to check, I was already failing, and I wasn't even like a week. Yeah. you know, it was like, oh, yeah, okay, oh, I can't do that, and oh, okay, great, and I can't do that either. You know, and I'm like laying in bed, trying to nurse, you know, Amelia, trying to like hold her. My body hurts, my C-section hurts, and everything hurts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how like how how am I supposed to do this? You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're a few months in and you know, my mom's left at this point and my mother-in-law's left at this point and I'm alone. Like you're saying how oh, you were alone. God, you were alone with Amelia. Yeah. And I was just crying and I was just sitting, you know, in the corner, like spinning out of control. And my husband, Justin would come home from work and I'd be like biting my nails, like, you know, like a psychotic person and sitting in a corner. And he'd Yeah. Be like, Are you okay? And I'd be like, I, just, I, I don't know what to do. And he'd be like, Okay, like what? Well, you know what was today like? And it was like there was nothing wrong. I like, mean, I actually was a really good baby. It was just me, and I couldn't like deal. And I feel for you when you say like you just felt like you know like like that bus hit you. You're like you're just sitting there and you're like, um, so what is this? And like, what fog am I in? And like, this is definitely not what I pictured motherhood would be like. Mm. And like you know, yeah. and it, it's, it's such a mind fuck. I mean, that's how I felt. I was just like what is this? Like, why is it like, why why does it feel this way? Why is it so cloudy? Like, you know, like, why am I so upset? But like you said, too, like, you also are looking at this beautiful baby and for you babies, and you're like these blessings. And you're so thankful to have mm-hmm. them. But you're like, Why am I such a mess? And like, what is this? Like, yeah, fail all over again.
1: It's literally like a cycle, like a vicious cycle where like you your mind gets stuck in this place. And you're just like, You know, I'm I'm a failure. Like clearly, I'm a failure because I have this miracle baby, this angel right in front of me, and I'm and I'm a mess. I'm I'm unhappy. I like I'm tired. I just want to be in bed. All the things, and it just makes you feel like you are not uh, a good mom, and it's it's such a hard feeling, and it's it's just so many so many moms go through it, and a lot of moms go through alone and isolated and don't talk about it. And I think that these conversations are just so incredibly important because. Um, because bringing a voice to that, it just encourages people to not just stay in it, you know?
0: Exactly. No, yeah, no. Amen. So well said. And I mean, so for you, obviously now you're always a seasoned mama and you've, you know, come out of this, but when you did get help and when, you know, this was earlier on, how did you kind of move forward and get yourself out of the postpartum depression and anxiety and, you know, and, and truly be the mom you are now? Because I mean, like I said, like you're inspiring so many others, you know, your blog is so, mm. real and raw you're so wonderful on Instagram how you just share like what is exactly you know on your heart and just be real about the messiness and everything else like you know you're obviously doing a lot for other moms you know how did you take Mm. from that place of such a dark
1: spot to where you are now oh you're so sweet you know it's like I you're, I, like, hear all those things that you say, and I'm just, like, well, I just, like, I mean, I can tell you yesterday, I, like, got mad at my kid for this, you know what I mean, you like, you feel like, oh, gosh, she's, like, so sweet, you know, but we we're so hard on ourselves as moms, you know, and I think for me, I, like, that, that, um, my postpartum depression lasted about an entire year, and, um, I had to just be really intentional and have grace for myself. I had to have grace for myself because this job is not easy and there are going to be hard days, lots of hard days, and there's going to be amazing days. Um, And I had to be intentional about getting help. You know, I I did things like, um, I mean, I was in therapy. I went on medication. I... um, you know, my husband, I had a, my husband became like my accountability partner where I, I mean, I feel like I've always been, he's always been my person, but this felt different in like how I was feeling. Cause I felt like I was like, um, Well, because I just felt like I should, I mean, these are our babies, and I felt like I should be like, this is the best thing in the world, and it wasn't, you know what I mean? And so, and I just felt like, would he view me differently, like all these other questions, I mean, let alone, you know, your whole body, your postpartum body, that's a whole other topic, but needless to say, like having like the support, you need support, and so like, I think it is vital for us to have so like just support supportive friends and I have learned over this time you know like I joined um, mops which is like a, an organization for moms yeah. all over the country it's amazing an amazing amazing resource and that have really benefited me and um and then just having people in my life that you know I have like a few friends like three friends on my list like my call list where it's like if I am having a really hard day or if I'm a in panic or whatever i just call them and like i hey can i come over i need to come over i can't be here right now i need to come over i need to be around other people like it's important for us to have those people in our lives sometimes it takes time to find those people but I think that when you have vulnerable and honest conversations with the closest people in your life, that they want to be there for you and they want to support you. And that's a way that they can help support you is just knowing that they, that you can be there for them when they need you. And so, um, that has been something I've been intentional about. And over the last, um, you know, over the last four and a half years, um, my, I have gone in and out with, um, anxiety. I, I, my anxiety has like, been something I feel like I've really had to um, pay attention to and learn from and I we had an accident with my daughter uh, about a year and a year and a half is that right year and a half ago where she almost drowned and um, it was absolutely horrific and she ended up in the hospital with pulmonary edema and thankfully she was okay but it was a really uh, I mean there was so much shame and guilt from that accident. And um, it threw me into a whole new, like level that I don't think I've experienced before with anxiety. And I had to, I mean, just being able to learn just coping mechanisms and and learn my triggers and learn more about why I get anxious and just learning those things has been vital for me um, on my own journey because I've been able to um, practice those tools and those coping mechanisms. And, and now I'm not on any medication, which is amazing. I may have to go back on medication one day, who knows, but like, that's okay if I do, but like, I, I feel like be, and that's what I mean by intentional, just like finding like things that work for you to help you in those anxious moments in the panic. What are things that are going to help you feel better? You know what I mean? Like, and I think that um, being intentional about, about figuring out what that is, is just so, so important. And so I feel like I've learned just, in my journey as a mom, you know, we have really amazing days, like I said, and really hard days. And like that, you know, that day my daughter almost drowned, threw me into such a really oh, painful so season.
0: Terrifying, yeah, I can't even imagine.
1: Oh, it was. I mean, it was awful. And then it led. To, I mean, I mean, there were so many things that I, uh, like, I feel like I carried so much burden from the accident itself. Um, but trying to forgive myself and, um, and just the the experience and, and, you know, just visually what I saw when I pulled her out of the water. I mean, there's so many things like that affected me and my mind state. And so um, I really had to work hard on overcoming that and um, being able to, you know, I mean, I I mean, for example, like after, after her accident, there was one day when she was um, giving her one of her baby dolls a bath, and she put her under the water to, to bathe her. And I ended up having like a full on, panic attack like right then and there my husband had to come home from work like it was awful and so it's just like you know we can't just stay in that place and for me like I knew like I was experiencing pretty severe anxiety and I had to I had to make some changes and get some help and and I did and so it's just it really is such a journey and it's so hard what us mamas uh, like go through I mean we do the very best we can and we're all doing Amazing jobs. We have to like remember that we are doing the best that we can.
0: Yeah, so so important to you know reiterate, and I I tell myself that all the time too. When I have days where I'm just banging my head against the wall, I'm like, "You're doing a great job. She's alive. You're alive. Like everything's yep. okay." You know, like it's just, but it's hard when we do. We shame ourselves, and we we do yeah. push that guilt. And I love that you said about being intentional because I think that that's really. Mm. Important and something I'm learning as well is really being intentional about well I'm around and you know the time I spend on things and like you said, the things that might trigger you or might not trigger you like really yeah. about what that is
1: Yes, exactly I mean, because even like uh, for example, like one of my triggers I learned was well obviously I knew it from the beginning, but it was really I don't know why it was so hard for me to fully understand it, but going places with my kids alone was hard and especially parks. So, like, I was, like, telling people, like, if someone invited me to the park and it was a park that wasn't enclosed, I wouldn't go. But I was so embarrassed because I'm, like, not going to the park because it's not gated. I just learned to, like, just say, you know what? Like, I have a really hard time taking my kids to parks that aren't gated. I get nervous and start having anxiety that I'm going to lose one or one's going to get kidnapped. And just being able to voice that was so right. freeing. And and they were... and any mom that I had shared that with was so understanding and almost preferred the same thing. Like, yeah, let's go to a gated park. You know what I mean? Like, because I think a lot of us feel that, you know, but it's hard to, you just, I don't, you think sometimes that what you're feeling is so irrational and so ridiculous that you don't want, you know, anyone to know because no one feels like this, but, but there are so many moms that feel that way, you know? Right. Exactly. And again, like you said, you're not going to
0: know until you voice it that, you know, that, Right. that someone feels that way too, or you feel that way or whatever it may be, you know, it's like, you do need to voice it. And, you know, so speaking of voicing it, you know, you're really good about voicing things on your blog and really sharing, you know, on the perfect mom, you know, did that just come from when you first started just sharing what was on your heart? When yeah.
1: You yeah. So I, I mean, it all really kind of started because, so when I was going through my infertility, my husband and I, when we first started trying to have a baby, we didn't tell anyone for about a year and it was just between us and i had found out that i had pcos which was the cause of our infertility and i was just carrying i felt like it was my fault and i just couldn't handle carrying it anymore and we i decided to write so i started writing um that's where my blog began i started blogging and sharing my infertility journey and um and started walking i mean this journey with like family and friends I'm like I was like no one's reading my blog like I don't I mean probably my family and friends and then and then we you know fast forward five years six years here we are and I'm just like wow like this it's amazing like just to see you know what I mean I would have never imagined in my like hardest days of my infertility journey that uh, God would bring me here where I am you know, standing on my platform, just trying my best to encourage women who are struggling with infertility, moms who are struggling with postpartum depression and, uh, and mom anger and raising kids and all of it. Like we need to know that we're supported, you know? And so it's really, really cool.
0: Yeah. I love it. And also too, like, I love on your blog, you know, like, for example, you'll have like, you know, which kind of mom are you Co co-sleeping is my jam or, you know, I sleep yes. in bed. Like, again, it's, it's yeah there's no like, you know, right or wrong way. You're very about like, this is what, you know, I'm, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm sharing. And like, you know, whatever you're doing works for you and like your family. And it's not, mm. you know, it's not like a one-sided, Hey, like, you know, you must do what I'm doing. And I think that that's wonderful because I think also in this age of social media and everything else, you do feel, you know, like such a, um, uh, a disconnect in the sense of like, you want a community, but then you feel like you're being judged and you're not doing the right things and you're doing something different It's mm-hmm. like but like you said you're the perfect mom for your children and you know for or for your child and it's like you know whatever feels right for you is what you should be doing and I love that you really push and preach that.
1: Thank you that really means a lot I, I mean it's just uh, I feel like it's become natural for me over time to share and sometimes I'm like oh is this a, is this a good idea and I'm like no I'm doing it because I'm because I, I, I can't be the only person I just know there has to be someone else and even though I in like my um hardest moments I do feel isolated you know once you start talking about it it's amazing to know how many people just you know are standing there with you and are so thankful that like someone is voicing that you know
0: yeah absolutely it's well amazing I mean, Yeah. You know, with being so open and sharing your journey, you know, from infertility struggles to all your pregnancy to postpartum depression, anxiety, and, you know, everything in between, obviously, you're very, you know, vulnerable in the way you share. And I think that there's many of us like myself, who not only truly appreciate that, but also find inspiration within that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's been really, really neat, you know, even just like a um, the other day I'd gotten a message from someone who just with them um, on postpartum body. And, um, you know, for me, like I, my body has changed quite a lot since delivering the triplets. And I might, I mean, I, I just stretched a lot and, you know, got a lot of extra skin and it's so. okay. I mean, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is like, it, it just takes we have to, like intentional. i've I've just you know, I talked about it recently, but but intention is just required, you know, on this journey and and that was like required on my um postpartum body journey because it took me probably about two years before I was like, I cannot stay in this place, you know, and when wow. i I started writing about it, started sharing about it and and that that um was just such an amazing feeling for me, and it made it really taught me to love myself like by like, Speaking positive things over my body instead of the um, this the shame and how I felt gross and those type of things because that we shouldn 't be doing that to ourselves and you know and, and recently someone had emailed me you know that they they felt like their their tummy looked just like mine and being able to feel represented and being able to feel like they weren 't alone in those feelings they felt just so empowered and encouraged to like change their perspective and it 's just you know that we all there is beauty in our postpartum bodies it 's just a matter of of finding it and just loving it and owning it and just getting on that. Because, um, because once we change that perspective, like you, you will have this like newfound confidence and it will be greater than probably before you had kids, you know? And that's how it was for me. I'm like, I like just look at my body before kids. And I'm like, I mean, I'm like, wow, she, I mean, at the time I probably didn't think I looked good, but I was like, she looked good, but you know what? Her self-confidence was awful. And I look at myself now and I'm like, I feel great. Like, I feel great. I look great. And it it really is such a journey. It's such a, our minds are just so powerful, you know? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, and I love that you said that too, about, you know, the fact that you like look to yourself, and like, Oh damn girl. Like, you know, you look good, but like your, you know, your insecurity or, you know, your body, your confidence, yeah. you know, wasn't there. I think that's for a lot of us women, you know, like when you're younger and you look at your bodies, you're like, you know, Oh, yeah. I wish I looked like this. Oh, I wish it was that blah, blah, blah. But then after you have a child or you have children, you're like, Oh my God, like look at that body before. And like, like where I was, yeah. I didn't appreciate it. But then it's true. You do come into a whole new appreciation yeah. for your body and be like, wow, but I carry life. And like, you know, like, and yes. it, I've had to tell myself the same. It's like, you know, going with baby girl number two, like, I'm like, really trying to be more appreciative of my body this time around and really be mindful and, mm-hmm. you know, intentional and like saying to myself, like, You are growing, you know, another baby. Like you popped earlier because you already stretched and had your first baby, you know. Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly. You know, and I'm like thankful my body was what to do, but I'm not gonna lie. Like there's days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I look huge, and like I'm only, you know, this many weeks pregnant, and like I still have, you know, a few months to go, and like what am I gonna look like, and what am I gonna look like after? And it's like it's very hard for us to look at ourselves. So I love that you said that you do feel empowered by your body now and you do look at your body and go like wow like look at her and like look at how confident I am because I think that's beautiful
1: yeah oh thank you thank you so much yeah I mean I I just feel like that it just rings so true to me when I think about myself and like just I mean just who I was 10 years ago and my body and I mean the struggle to truly embrace it I mean you I don't know something about carrying my babies really just helped me see like, it's not about like that. It's about being able to like, I mean, I see so much strength in my body and, and I mean the bill, like the fact that it carried three, like what a miracle, like three babies grew inside me, one baby for any person. I mean, it's just such a miracle. It's such a miracle. And, and, and the fact that our bodies can do all these things, like it's something to be celebrated instead of, um, you know, instead of like scorned and talked poorly on and stuff, you know, we need to embrace and celebrate what our bodies do for us.
0: That's so true. And, you know, when, for you uh, again, you know, you're further out with, you know, as far as like having your triplets, but how did you, or how still do you um, allow that grace and also celebrate your body? Because you do speak about that, you know, on social. And of course, what you share, but at home when it's like just you and it's just Desiree, like how do you handle yourself and looking at your body in the way that you speak to yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I've, I've talked a little bit about this on my page before, but, um, something that I started doing when I knew I needed to change my perspective about my body. Um, and this is something I, I do now pretty consistently every day because I think that it's, like just important and it's just looking in the mirror at your body and finding something that you love and um and I had to do that I it took me a while before I like actually believed myself but now I can like say you know I can look at my body and I can pick any part of you know my my gosh my breasts are so beautiful and they fed through babies and you know and here we are you know or yeah. like I like my stretch marks because they look like a heart. You know what I mean? Like being able to just do that, you know, things like that. And so it's something that I feel like I have to take a conscious effort of doing every day. I mean, are there, I you know, I, I don't work out um, like I used to like before kids, I probably don't work out anywhere near, I mean, my working out now is like chasing the kids. That's what working out is for me now, whereas before I would go go running and and stuff. Oh, I moved
0: today. Yeah, I know.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think that for, for, I think everyone's different. And like some people really like that's where they find passion. And, um, and that's maybe what's going to be like their mental chai tea. So maybe that's what they need to do. Or maybe it's doing just, I mean, for me, it's literally just like, standing in front of the mirror and owning my beauty and finding positivity in my body instead of just like looking in the mirror and finding disgust because I did it for so long and I was not healthy and it was not so it was not good for your mind or your heart or anything you know or your kids you know like I mean if I was I mean my kids are old enough now whereas if I spoke how I was speaking um, over my body they would hear those things and that's not something I want them to um, here, because it almost gives them permission one day to feel that about themselves, you know, and yeah, I don't want that.
0: So true. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I mean, and I like that you said, like, it, it's true, It you just know, you know, does nothing good, it just brings harm. And I think that was also me too, was that, you know, when I was going through my postpartum depression, I didn't realize how much harm I was doing to myself by saying all these negative, nasty things mm-hmm. all the time to myself. And then all of a sudden you start to believe it. And you're the voice in your own head. And it's like, you're talking to yourself the most. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh yeah, I don't like the way my body looks, you know? So it's, it's yeah. really true. Like you do have to be so intentional and you know, look in the mirror. And, and like you said, like use your practices where you find something yeah really
1: I think a really good tip yeah and I think the other thing that I did too is like um you know I feel like I saved a lot of clothes because I was like I'm gonna just I'm gonna fit back into those and I and every time I would put them on they might have fit but it was incredibly uncomfortable and so I just was like I'm gonna go buy new clothes new clothes that I feel beautiful and comfortable in and that is like that's a great feeling in itself too you know it's just because like you know, as much as we want to fit into some of these old clothes, our bodies change when we're carrying children you know they they are our hip bones sometimes can grow, things like that, and you know you have extra skin it's just It's just grace, intention, and, and you know doing what you feel will help you, you know
0: yeah, no i think and I think that's and you're right, and it's like whatever helps you because obviously everyone is different and subscribes to a different type of channel
1: right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: and like with everything you're doing with Social Desiree and like your blog and everything, like what's like, what's next for you? Like, what are you wanting to do now that you are in this space and really sharing and being so vulnerable? Like what do you, Mm -hmm. you know, the perfect mom and like what you're wanting to put out there and share?
1: Oh, you're so sweet for asking. Um, uh, I mean, I just love, I mean, I love sharing. I love what I do. And I mean, I mean, there, I have big dreams like writing a book one day and things like that, but we, I think my next journey, my husband and I are preparing for embryo adoption where we will be adopting out a couple of our embryos to, um, to other families. And we, I think that will be the next, like, I think that will be this year like that just this big part of our lives that we will be sharing and, um, it's a very unique journey and one that I want to bring a voice to, but it's also not an easy one because these are, these are like my genes. They're like my, they're like my biological ch- children potentially like to be, yeah. but they are going to be, go- they're going to be in someone else's home. Someone else will be their mom and their dad. And, um, being able to process all that is really hard, but that that is like probably our next, our next big thing that we are going to be going through that we are going to share and turn light on and bring a voice to. And I think it will be a very like a painfully beautiful journey. And um, yeah, that's like, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we have, I I feel like I tell my husband all the time, like all these things I would love to do. um, But it's just not my season for those things right now, you know, as much as I would love to just sit down and write a book one day I will get there, <laughs> yes, but for yes. now, for now it's, it's this, you
0: know? Yeah. No. And I mean, good luck with that because that, it does sound like something like painfully beautiful. Like that, and that's something I yeah. haven't heard, you know, much about even me as a new mama.
1: So I can only imagine what that type of yeah.
0: sharing will be like for you.
1: Yeah. I think it'll be a, um, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm, I know that I've, always been a pretty vulnerable person but I just think that this is a whole new I mean I just don't know what to expect you know and I, I know that I fear a lot of the emotions that I'm going to feel in the process but um, but a lot of people don't know what embryo adoption is and the fact that we are giving um, you know our embryos from our IVF journey like a chance to have life and we're giving like another a, a, another family, a chance to grow their family or to become a mom and a dad. I mean, it's just, it's, I feel like when we're able to take a step back and be like, this is a gift, like this is a gift and, um, and just trust God in it all. We will, it won't be okay. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just it'll is it be hard. Yeah. Absolutely. No, but
0: that's, you know, but that's beautiful and, you know, good, like good for you. And I wish you, you know, so much, you know, love and, and everything with it and how, you know, I can't mm, even. Thank you. Like, you know, I can't even honestly, honestly, fully grasp it. So I, I'm looking yeah. to you sharing and getting to you know, yeah, more and see the impact. Thank course
1: you. Course. I know. I mean, I feel like I like I can't even fully grasp it. I'm just like, okay, I can't. But it's like something we know that we're doing. We we know we knew when we were in IBS that like if we whatever embryos embryos we don't use will we will plan to adopt out, and so. Um, and we don't, you know, I'm, I'm not sure that we're done having kids, but we, we are definitely going to be going through this process. And so, um, and, and, and we're just gonna, you know, share as we go the, the, the hard parts and the beautiful parts. And I think it's going to be really, really amazing. Um, and it just a unique, a unique journey to share.
0: Yeah, no. And like, you know, like good for you guys. And, you know, again, like being so open and, and and sharing that and being so vulnerable about it. And also, you know, just being so real to yourself, like you don't even know what to expect, but this is something that, you know, you really want to do and it's on, you know, your heart and mind. I think it's pretty amazing that you guys knew that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you fertility journey.
1: Thank you. That means so much.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's incredible. Well, before I let you go here, is there anything else that you would want to share with us or any other gems or, you know, any like type of, you know, tips or anything for mamas that, you know, we would, you know, want to know from you as someone, you know, you know, like jokes, you know, I'm the perfect mm. mom,
1: but I'm not a perfect mom. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, literally, like, it- you every mom needs to know you are the perfect mom for your kids exactly how you are and um, and I just want to encourage that mama out there you are you are amazing you're doing a great job you are just exactly who your kids need and they love you and I know that this can be a very tiring and exhausting journey but you're not alone in whatever you're going through and um, and we're just standing together in this community.
0: Yes, I love that. Well, Desiree, tell us where we can find you and you know, find that community within you with everything with the perfect mom. Let us know, you know,
1: um, where your socials, your blog, everything so they can Yes. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at the perfect mom, or you can go to my blog, blog theperfectmomblog.com.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Desiree, for sharing so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it and I know you know the rest of my mom is listening uh, you know appreciate it too like we're all in this together and it just mm. you know, you really are that real and raw and vulnerable it just brings so much beauty to so much of this chaos and I appreciate you for it
1: oh thank you so much that really really means a lot and I just I thank you for having me on your podcast
0: <laughs> yes you're welcome until next time guys cheers bye <laughs>